Hello, Steelers Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. On today's episode of the Blitz, Arthur Motes and I have plenty to yap about. We're going to talk about some of the biggest free agents that are out there as we approach the free agency period soon in the National Football League, how that all relates to the Steelers. We'll discuss the addition of J.C. Well, not the addition, the re-signing of J.C. Hassenauer and some other potential additions that could be out there. We'll hear from Deontay Johnson as well. But today, it's our first show since Ben's return is officially official last week. The numbers are out. We have our full reaction. We'll talk a little Ben Roethlisberger here to get us going. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation? We are in the building. Euler and Motes, a.k.a. Motes and Euler, on a Tuesday at noon, which we only means means one thing, the most important thing. For the next two hours, you're going to be inside the Electric Factory with us doing what we do best, talking about all the happenings around Steelers Nation, the bigger happenings around the NFL as well. But as we always do, we love an interactive show. And the best way to be interactive with us, Power Grid Megawatts. Yes, I'm talking to y'all. The best way to do that is to hit us up on the Twitter.com. And that's at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And my good hair, older brother, how are you doing today? Great, Motsi. Beautiful day here in western Pennsylvania. A little pep in my step. Mm-hmm. You know, people were trying me today. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Arthur they, Motes. they saw that three by your age and... and, and Thought you had took a step back. On my way down here today, people uh-huh. people were trying me. Uh-oh. All right, I had to, I was getting gas on my way down here uh-huh. driving in, and some dude like blocked me into the gas pump. Just thought that he could just leave his car there and just you know what? it's his world. I'm just living in it. Wow, you should have took him downtown and gave him a little whooping on the watershed now. Downtown. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I'm driving down 79, and some dink from Florida, like, merges right into my lane, almost oh, cuts me. Oh, man. You know they can't drive in Florida. They're, Come on, they're now. They're trying me today, Arthur Moe. Come you on, know man. What? I got my partner in crime Talk across, about it. across the studio here. We got a beautiful sunshiny day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not letting them bring me down today, Arthur Can't Moe's. let him do it, man. Can't let him do it, especially... If you are part of Steeler Nation, because as we right. talked about the last time we were in here, we had breaking news that came out. And it was official that Ben Roethlisberger had <clears throat> signed his contract, his extension to stay here in Pittsburgh. Now, we didn't have the details at the time. Well, now we do. And with these details, I'm sorry, but I'm smiling, baby. <laughs> I'm a little happy today. Yes, indeed. So the official details, even though they're still very vaguely official in terms of the full numbers of said deal, we know that. It's essentially a one-year, $14 million deal. He took a reduction in pay by $5 million from the 19 that he was scheduled to get. And apparently there will be four voidable years yes. at the end of this contract. Now, we don't know how that impacts total value and things like that, but we do know they have been very clear about those years being voidable at the end. And voidable means exactly what you think. They can get out of it without having any big issues. I think Correct. it's a $10 million dead cap. If anything happens, yeah, about a little less than ten and a yeah, half. Yeah, in terms yeah. of releasing, retiring, once this year is over, so you can see how everything has aligned for this to be the grand finale. Unless one song, yeah, unless we get something spectacular. Now we've seen that happen before as well. Guys, that you think are on their last leg, you think they're about to retire, and they come out and have one of those years, 
and it just revitalizes them and then it, it kind of gets the people around them back believing as well we could see something like that and honestly the more i watch ben on tape going back from last season you still see flashes especially in the latter portion where he did struggle but to me i still I, i'm leaning more towards less is more when it comes to him if you can cut down the the 40 50 68 attempts mm -hmm. i think he could be a lot more effective so with that being the case seeing this type of deal i do like that flexibility right there man yeah i do too this was you know this was the type of deal that 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 needed uh needed to get done arthur motes um the particulars here it, it just to kind of set the the complete stage here one year deal they Basically, I, I always love when they say this. They basically tore up Ben Roethlisberger's contract. I mean, that's basically what they did. I mean, oh. I need to do I have a piece of. I'm just, look at it. Yeah, just, oh, like, that's just me, tore it up. That's me simulating the. Well, I thought we, I thought we burned stuff now. Right I'm supposed to burn it. Yeah, I thought we burned yeah, stuff, tore stuff up, know, whatever. Yeah. One year, I always love the visual behind. They tore his contract up. I mean, did they really though? Yeah. Because when you say that, I'm picturing, I'm picturing yeah. Art Rooney the second just ripping a piece of paper at the table. Mm -mm. Uh, one year deal worth 14 million dollars. Yeah. Okay, so 19 was what Ben was set to make. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in bonus and salary money, we we had discussed that on the show. Uh, so it's like a five million dollar pay cut. For Ben, essentially here in the, in the interim, of, and it is a true pay cut, yes. not a restructure. Because we talk about when you see a person, oh, he restructured his contract. He's doing it for the team. And he's still getting that money. It's like he's still getting the same money. It's just guaranteeing it as a signing bonus now. Yes, it has zero to do with helping yes. the team. This right here is actually a guy taking a pay cut to help the Correct. team. Correct. This is a hard pay cut that he took. So yes, totally different. Like. For me, as a former player, we respect this a lot more than the restructure yes. perception because restructure perception is kind of like we're it's doing like, a giveaway. Uh, instead of but I didn't give you the giveaway. I got it from this person. March, I'm going to pay yeah. you in June. Right. Or, 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 or this is, I always say it's kind of like this, right? Me and you are going to go in and, and do a giveaway, but I'm the only person that's really providing what we're giving away. But you're going to put your name on it, like, yeah, I'm doing it as well. And you're like, ah. Arthur Motes and Wesley Miller really. giving away a car for charity. I mean, technically, yeah, but you're not. So when you're like, oh, yeah, man, he, he restructured, <laughs> he did it for the team. Look at that. It's like, actually, he did not. No, no, it's, it's yeah. a perception element, but yeah. Yeah, it's not really what you think. But it is good to see, though, that my yeah. man Seven actually did stand by what he said, man, and, and he put the team in front of it right here, man, because we talk about the quarterbacks that are going to be making $14 million or in that ballpark. Next year, like, like that's disrespectful. But he stands uh, ahead of that crop of quarterbacks, lar largely ahead. It's yes. not even close. It's not yes. close at all. So it is good to at least see that element of it. But as a whole, what this move does now apparently it freed up or, or it yeah it saved fifteen million dollars in cap About space 15, this year, a little over fifteen million dollars. I'm still yep. trying to figure that out. I saw so, that this. So I don't know what you saw, but I saw where they said, oh, because of the bonus, because of how they're able to move this and that. And I'm just like, I got what you're saying, but it's still not computing right now, baby. So can you make it make sense for me, please? Um, I can try my best. How about mm -hmm. that? Is that cool? Yeah. Is that Be good because it, 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 beforehand it was as cut dry as 22 and a half. Right. Whatever you make over this year right. goes on to that. Right. Like, that was the – it doesn't right. matter. It's going to be 22 and a half. Mm -hmm. And we say even with a signing bonus, we understand the signing bonus right. element. You can make that, oh, count this year or count that year. If – what was it? 12 million is supposed to be in the signing bonus, right? It's like – Or, or it's, 13. It's, it's 12, like, point well, Yeah, whatever 12. the, the 9 max – Because he has to have a minimum salary 
during the season of around like two million. So correct, it can't be a full fourteen million dollars. So that's how that's how it plays out. He is essentially making. He's league making, minimum yeah, he's making league minimum, but, but the, he got a, the almost signing a thirteen million dollars right. signing bonus. And honestly, the Steeler way is that when you look at the first year of deals, mine was the same way. You're gonna get the you know ninety percent, ninety five percent of that money as a signing bonus, so it doesn't kill them from a cap standpoint. And your base pay during the season, during the sixteen weeks, will be league minimum. But because you got the signing bonus, it doesn't really matter. So. That's what this scenario is, but I still, like I said, I'm trying to compute these numbers in my head. I'm like, well, you know what? I can understand now, I think, hmm. potentially. Okay. If they're moving it and counting $12 million of it as a signing bonus instead of $14 million as base salary, you're only going to add $1 million or the $2 million to the cap so, pit of yeah. 22.5. So now it's 24.5, and that would have been taken away from the 41 that he would have had. So that's right. how you get the saving 15. Yes. That makes yes. sense. And that okay. is, that's, that's kind of how Mark, I, I had Mark Caballi on, okay. the, on the ESPN show on Friday, and that's kind of how he explained it to me. The You take the – with the voidable years, right, that, that right. 22 number comes down yes. to about 10 and a half. Right, and then exactly. when you combine that about 10 and a half with the $5 million pay cut that Ben yeah, took, that's where you good. get the $15 million in cap. 15, yeah, $15 million saved in so, cap space. So that big, that $41 million cap number that we hit all discussed is around like is about 20, 26, yeah. 25, 26. 25, 26, that range, yeah. which is a lot better, which we did Much say. Better. And we said going in, we was like, man, we don't want that number anywhere near 30. Mm-hmm. The lower it is, the better. And – Knowing now why they did this on the way they did, it makes a lot more sense because, remember, we were talking about potentially having to have him play for $4 million, right. $6 million to keep that number right. that low. But by them doing it the way that they did with the bonus element of it. Now, I always find it funny as it pertains to bonuses how they're able to just create that money hmm. because we know before this deal they were $20 million in the red. It's a lot so, of robbing so, Peter to pay Paul. Exactly. It's, so it's like it's you, you're twenty mil in the red, but how do you come up with this fourteen for the signing bonus? It's I like, just, the, it's like uh, the tax code, Motsi. I don't understand there's only it. A, yeah. There's only few who walk. There's only yes. There's only a few mere mortals who walk among us who the, know what this the, is all about. The rest of us just pay a person and say, please don't let them say anything back to me. All right. Don't don't have them. I don't want a response from them. I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's it. I don't I don't want to follow up email. I don't want to follow up letter. I don't want to. Oh, let me look into that. I, I don't want any of that. All right. I, I just keep my head down. Yes, sir. I just want yes, to, sir. Yes, sir. No, yes, sir. ma'am. Here's the check of you're, what I owe Uncle you're, Sam. You're my favorite uncle, moving. Uncle Sam. Let's just don't call me again. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Here's what I owe to Uncle Sam. Let's so, keep it moving. So with that being said, yes, I, I still always try to figure out how that money comes up like this because we knew what the cap situation uh. was. If we would have known that that was an option, I think we would have all had a higher probably or, or we all would have felt him coming back would have been at 95, 98 percent this whole offseason if that was the case. But the perception was this option wasn't available. Yes. That was a perception from day one. Right. And Kevin Colbert now, never said that. Mr. Rooney never said that. Ben never said that. His agent never – I mean, you think if you're the agent and you know this is an option, when is that one of your first things you talk about? Well, yeah, man, we're going to be maybe. able to move the numbers around, but, you know, potentially some signing bonus stuff. We can make it where he some can come back years. and make it work out. Hmm. We never heard it. Nobody said Not even a, no. a, a beat writer, regular writer, nobody. It's I wonder crazy. if that was – well, you're right because you would think – I mean, that I was going to say I wonder if it was would a, come a up with that, right? I wonder if it was a bargaining thing from one of the sides not talking I about it. I can understand that, right. It would make that, – that has no effect on the, the reporters right. and the beat writers. And, and you would think that one of They've us would have no come up with – in the bargaining. One of us would have been like, oh, yeah, we could do this option because we've seen this happen before. Now, whenever this scenario happens again in however many years, we could right. go back and be like, well, no, they got an option. Well, voidable years, Sign a bonus, voidable years, you're yeah. good to go. 
where was this information beforehand? Such is life. <laughs> Such is life. They were, they were hiding it from us, Arthur oh, yeah, Modes. That's man. why. They, just, they wanted us toiling and speculating aimlessly for the past uh, couple of weeks. You know how much you love your speculation. <laughs> I did, though, Motsi, um I, I wonder now how what what the what the consensus is in terms of expectations for this offense mm-hmm. amongst Steeler Nation. When you see the the wiggle room that was made there, when you evaluate what they're going to be able to do from a cap point cap standpoint. Now, obviously, yep. still we have to wait a couple more months here. Let free agency yeah. play out. Let the draft play out. But I wonder when Steelers fans see that and they see that, that cap number came down by uh, fifteen million ish, and and the room that that opens Correct. up. I wonder how that leads to expectations. We had I'd be interested to get your take on this. Yeah. A little bit of a civil war broke out uh, yes. yesterday yes. on the show. Where um we had a caller on the show yesterday who essentially said, I, I don't understand why everyone's so down on Ben. Yes, the, the, the last six games of the season weren't very good. Mm-hmm. But that's because there was no run game. Mm-hmm. The offensive line was porous. They mm-hmm. they became way way too predictable, way too one-dimensional. And they got figured out, mm-hmm. you know, by defensive coordinators. And when you have no run game, when you have no offensive line, and, and Ben and the offense can only play one way, mm-hmm. it, it it was just too easy to to play against. They were too predictable. They were too easy to play against. Okay. Ben's back. Ben's healthy. You get the offense moving in the right direction. They're going to be. He's like, you know, I'm not saying that they're the Chiefs or the Bills or, or the Bucks or the Packers, mm-hmm. but I don't understand the panic. All right, they're going to be fine. Then we had that followed up by somebody else. I think that was Corey and Canton who made that <laughs> who made that point. Then right. James called in, right, and was like, "I don't understand the optimism of how people think that that's going to get better." Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's just one off season and you're still up against the cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the offensive line can improve. Yeah, you could find a running back, but that guy's still going to be a rookie. Like is it really going to get that much better in one off season that all of a sudden the offense is going to be transformed? That mm-hmm. was kind of the civil war that broke right. out on the show yesterday, and I'd just be interested to get your take in that, on that. Yeah, for me, it's um, it's simple. When I think of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2021, a couple questions that come to mind. Do I think they're going to win a Super Bowl? That's the basic part right there because— and We discussed that a little bit last yeah, week. Yeah, we, we said expectations in Pittsburgh aren't division championships. They're not AFC championship game appearances. They're Super Bowl it's wins. It's not to win 10 games, double-digit victories. So when I ask, when we get down to the root of, right, because that's the standard is the standard. That's the steal away. That's what we always brag about. If that is the case, does Ben coming back next year make this team Super Bowl contenders? To me, as it stands right now, no. Now You can, can argue that the opposite right. way too, right, where there was, you know, right. getting but, Sam Darnold or getting Zach Wilson doesn't make them a Super Bowl but, contender But this either. is my thing. This is the thing. If neither move is going to make them Super Bowl contenders, which I felt was going to be the case anyways, then they're taking a step back regardless. Hmm. I don't now, care if you want to stick with Ben or you want to go somewhere else. Unless you were bringing in a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. We talked about that. Those then, are the only two guys right, that you can legitimately say would be, would make would this, be an upgrade. Would make this a Super Bowl roster yes, right now. Yes. So if that's not the case, then I think the rest of it is just an exercise of infutility because hmm. – we're never going to get what we're accompl- what we're trying to accomplish next year, right? We want to get a Super Bowl next year, not three years from now, not ten years from now. Next year, this doesn't make us any closer to that. Now, I don't think it pushed us further away. I don't either. See, but I don't think it made us closer. That's the important caveat to me too. And, mm-hmm. and this was kind of my standpoint was whether you think it was you know right or wrong in that regard. You and I have mm-hmm. had that discussion. Yes, it makes them better in September, but we both think that probably that still doesn't make them good enough to be better than the Chiefs or the right. Bills, a lot of these other teams that they're going to have to compete with. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, Motsi, 
is a lot of people think that that means it's just going to be a wasted season for the Steelers. And hey, I'll be you know I'm I'm nothing if not honest and transparent mm-hmm. on this show. I like to say that my best virtue is I think I'm very self-aware. Yeah. I realize that I've talked on this very show on these very airwaves about how well, aren't all you really doing is just kicking the can down the road, kicking the next championship mm-hmm. window down the road? I've been guilty of that too. I think there is a middle ground okay. because here's what I mean by that. And, and again, I I have I have thrown out that wasted season thing before. I've been guilty of that. I okay. want to be very clear in all this. I'm not trying to be uh, a hypocrite here. I'm just trying to, you know, I've I've had maybe a come to Jesus moment in this regard. All right, all right. <laughs> wasted season. I think we just think everything you just touched on. The standard is the standard. We judge a successful year in Pittsburgh by Super Bowls, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, that this season doesn't have to be wasted in the sense that it can can kickstart that next era, and here's what I mean by that. Okay. If in this last year of Ben, you start to get the offense moving in Matt Canada's direction, right? Not Not a complete movement to that. Yeah. But you get that, you know, if that's a if that's a four by one relay, you know, you mm-hmm. get the first couple legs. Right, you of get the, the first leg. Run. Yeah, I'm with you. You start to rebuild the offensive line. Yeah, maybe you do find that running back who, as a rookie, is a rookie, mm-hmm. right? But but you find the guy in the backfield so that when in 2022, mm-hmm. when you bring in the heir apparent, the guy okay. who's going to replace number seven. The offensive line's moving in the right direction. Right. You think you have the right running back. The yeah. offense in general is more tailored towards what Matt Canada wants to do. Yeah. And maybe Motsi too, hopefully. Deontay Johnson, who we're going to hear from in a little bit, and Chase Claypool have taken a next step forward yes. in their development. So, Absolutely. If you win 10 games this year mm-hmm. and you lose in the first round of the wild card again, mm-hmm. but all those things that I just said come to – the offense moves in the right direction. Offensive right, right. line gets better. You find the running back. Claypool and, and Deontay take another step forward. I don't think it has to be a wasted season when we look back on it. If, am, I, am I wrong? <laughs> I think you're wrong. Just in the simple fact of now you're changing what the goal is each season. Oh, sure, sure. But what I've been told since I've been a part of this organization since 2014, that never happens. The only goal is Super Bowl. So since that's what I've been being told since 2014, they've been telling me this is the steal away since the 70s, right? If that's all it's ever been, why all of a sudden now, because it pertains hmm. to Ben coming back, That's we got to move the goalposts. Now we got to change what the goal is. Coach Simon would say this every time. Decide once. Don't tell me today you want to be the greatest linebacker, but now tomorrow you just want to be the best linebacker in the AFC and North. you just want to be an all-pro. Right. And then you just want to, like, yeah. like, no, we're not going to keep moving the goalposts because of the situation. Because what happens is this. That's the seeking comfort element, right? Sure. We've moved sure. the goalpost to make ourselves feel better about next year and already tailoring our expectations, right? Oh, well, even though we might not win a Super Bowl, we can still say we won 10 games. We still made the playoffs. We got the division. But it got the offense moving in the right you direction. You see what I mean? So yeah. Those are a lot of frivolous, right. low-hanging fruit. But, but, but what ends up happening is this. on the back and feel good. The reason why you have, to be comf- uh, you have to be careful with that mindset, you have to be careful with seeking comfort like that is, okay, it starts out next year, and that's the reason, right? And that could be a legitimate variable to why they're not successful or why it still could be viewed positively. But then it happens again the following year because now you got the rookie quarterback. So now you got the built-in excuse of, well, we got a young quarterback. So if we don't live up to expectations, it's not that bad because defense was top 10. You know, the receivers, they, we had two Pro Bowls, but we got a young got quarterback. A it takes time. It takes time. All right. No, I'm, I, listen, you know I'm, what I mean? And then it just snowballs and snowballs, and that's how you get that I, culture of, well, it's always okay. It's always next year. Oh, we, 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 we did this right. We're close to there. And – 
the way we talk about it here in Pittsburgh is, no, we don't look for excuses. Next man up is a reason, right? We, we say it for a reason. Because when we have players that get injured, when we have players that aren't available, we don't use that as a justification for a below varsity performance or a loss. Saw that in 2019. Absolutely. We simply say what? Next man up. Get out here. Do your job. Coaches, you got to coach harder to get that guy prepared. Guys around him, y'all got to step your game up as well. But that has always been our mantra. That has always been our mentality. So for me, I just personally can't go with this narrative of it's okay for next year if it's a little bit of a down year. It's okay the following if it's a little bit of down year. We did this well. We did Nah, because that's what losing teams do. And this isn't a losing franchise, from my perspective, at least. No, you. I mean, you. You got the. I got the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. Yeah. I mean, there. There's a lot of. There's. I mean, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Let me ask you this though. Yes. Don't you think that we've seen what we have always perceived as the Steeler way, the mm-hmm. Steeler mindset, the standard? Yeah. Haven't we seen a little shift off of that though? And, shift and in, in terms of operation. Yeah. Not in terms of expectation though. That's that's you know what you that's, see what I mean? way, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because yeah. operational from an operational standpoint, the Steeler way definitely they're starting to they're, they're evolving. Traded, as I like to famously yes. say, traded their first-round draft pick for yes. the first time since the Beatles were still on tour. Seriously. Traded like, up for Devin Bush, more <laughs> active in free agency uh-huh. with guys like Ladarius Green Eric and, Ebron. and Eric Ebron mm-hmm. and Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Absolutely. So we're seeing from an operational standpoint, they are starting to catch up. Now, they're not as progressive as some of these other organizations, but you can see them definitely starting to keep up with the times. They're not the L.A. Rams out here. Right, 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 right. They're, they're, for a decade. The Rams are trying to get the steal away, but they're doing the wrong way. It, 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 it takes time to build up to the steal away. They're trying to come out in one year. Yeah, they're like, yo, we're going to trade everyone, and we're going to get the steal away right now. Super Bowl. It's like, no, 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 no. This was generations in the hold making. On, hold on, big fella. And now we're here. Now this is the expectation. It wasn't always like this, guys. All right? I promise. <laughs> But but that's you know just from my thought process that's kind of how I look at that scenario. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. Uh, let me ask you this too then, because mm-hmm. this was kind of the one final angle I had to this conversation. Yeah. Um, would you buy? Could you buy any uh, logic, any reasoning that Ben's arm could actually be better this season? Like last year, coming off the surgery, mm-hmm. playing all those games that like he's actually had now more time to rehab and for that, uh, like that mm-hmm. elbow wasn't fully recovered last year. You buy into that at all? Because I've I've heard some so, some savvy minds actually put that out. So there. this is I'm fifty fifty with it, right? And this is the the part that I like and the part that I don't like about myself in this standpoint. So. I could easily make the case that, yeah, man, you know, that first year back from injury, a lot of times it's t- it's difficult. You know, you're still recovering. You kind of sure. get your full potential. Working and then after that, you get it shape. right and you're good to go. But what was Ben and the organization very clear and adamant about from the time they started posting about his recovery? Good to go. 100%. Better than ever. The best my arm has ever felt. All of these things were said. Now, I've said numerous times, Ben's never lied to me. Organizations never lied to me. So should I believe that it was 100% and that was the absolute best it was going to look because that's what they told me. So I don't think it could get better. I think that it's only going to get worse. But what I do think can happen is this. He can be a lot more effective Hmm. because if you dial down the numbers, instead of averaging 40 passes plus attempts per game, say that number's around 30. 28 to 32. Now, now instead of having to deal with 15 
terrible passes or 15 where we're kind of scratching our head, now it's only five of those. It's 150, 170 less throws a season. So you think we talk about his arm at the end of the year, watching it on tape. At times it looked tired. It did, yeah. At times, you, absolutely. Yeah. But you could see him still possess the power and accuracy to make some of these like throws. Like the second half of the Colts right. game that we all like to point out. And you're out like, too, whoa, that looked good here. Yeah. But you see where his arm looks tired and it's skipping passes or he's overthrowing stuff because he's trying to get it out there however he can. I think that he could be a lot more effective if you cut those numbers down because now you're not going to have as much of that. And I do think the perception around him yeah. will be similar to not this year Aaron Rodgers, but last year Aaron Rodgers in terms of Aaron, his numbers were great. But we didn't view him as like, oh, he was dominant. It was just like, yo, he's just crazy efficient right now. Right. I think we would look at Ben in a similar manner, kind of how we looked at him in those first 11 weeks of, He's a surgeon out there. He is just yeah. efficient. He isn't wasting this, he's wasting that. But we talked about, we saw the shift. It started out where they were very multiple, right? They were doing the shifts and motions. They were trying to do whatever it took to have some a sort of balance. Rushing games in there right. too. And then it disappeared. And then they got comfortable with it because, whoa, we had a couple of times where we were able to have success, Tennessee, Baltimore, without really sustaining a running game. And once they got comfortable, they just fully abandoned it and never went back to try to address those issues. Yeah. And then it eventually caught up to them. If you, in terms of Matt Canada, say, hey, we are going to make sure that this is a staple in our offense. This is one of the foundational pieces of our offense, not an accessory like it was last year. Right. I think we see a better bid for 16 games instead of just 11 games, and then you kind of fall off of a cliff after right, that. Right. That's from my perspective, you know? I think that's well said. Uh, I mean, look at look at the numbers just in terms of pure passing attempts. Ben was eons ahead of mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, of Tom Brady. Which is of, a problem. Yeah. Like, it, it, the older you get – you shouldn't be having more and more pass attempts like that, especially <laughs> when you get when you get closer to forty. Look at Tom. Look at Tom Brady. Moats. exactly. You and I, man. We, we had the bet on this year. It wasn't until like week thirteen or fourteen right. when Brady really started yes. slinging it. Yes, and that's how it's supposed to be. The older you get, you're not you're not young anymore. We this is just life in general. Yeah. Me at twenty one in the NFL versus me at twenty nine in the NFL. It's night and day. Me at twenty one, tw- I could run forever. I ain't tired. Of that. Me, me at twenty one playing beer league hockey versus at thirty. I mean, my legs right. are gone after twenty minutes. Right, wait, the older you get, what do you do? You use your wisdom. You use your knowledge. You yep. understand, like, okay, yep. this is the I've seen enough balls. I can make up for it now. Mm-hmm. But he's doing my, it the other I way. I use my, eye, my yeah. high IQ to make up for the lack of athleticism. Right. It's like, Ben, you watch Ben on tape. You see the IQ is there. You saw the IQ there even in the uh, the wild card game. Mm-hmm. But the issue is when you keep having him have to physically do things that he was doing 10 years ago at this age, that's when you set him up for failure. Yeah. Like all of us, Arthur Motes. Ain't as good as I once was. Ain't that the truth, baby. <laughs> but somebody that we're going to be talking about that has been improving and has been better than he once was is Deontay go. Johnson. Can't wait to hear from him when we come back. And we also had an interior offensive lineman Ooh, get re-signed. Yes, so, definitely looking forward to talking about all of those happenings in Steeler Nation. But we got to pay these bills. So, this is Molson Euler, and you'll see us on the other side on SNR. <laughs> 